Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome into the conversation. Today, I want to talk about fear. Most people feel fear and they think it means to stop, to pull back, to not proceed. But I'm suggesting an alternative view and I'm hoping that we can develop together a working relationship with fear. You see, I believe that fear, when it comes up, is communication from your other than conscious mind to pay attention. It's basically saying we've not done this before. There is potential danger. There's some potential upset. I'm just not sure yet. And so what the call is, is for your conscious executive function to make an assessment of what's actually going on. Is this real danger or is it just perceived danger? You see, back in 1988, I walked on burning hot coals for the first time. And the purpose for me to do that was for me to eliminate fear from my vocabulary. Well, I walked on the burning hot coals and afterwards I was somewhat disappointed because... I still felt fear. Fear was still present. And I especially felt fear just before I stepped on the coals. There I was standing in front of that bed of burning hot coals, and I was scared out of my mind. Fortunately, my body was prepared. My mind was prepared to actually walk, but I still had the fear there. I was not about to take the step until someone touched me on the arm and said, go. And so I just listened and I started walking. And what was interesting is my body protecting myself. I did not feel a thing. I didn't feel the coals. I didn't feel the heat. It just kind of felt as if I was walking on popcorn. And then I got to the other side and I celebrated, but I I didn't feel really any different, really. I still had fear hovering in the background. And so I began wondering, what is the purpose of fear? I felt fear on the front end of it. And the fire was a perceived danger because I walked and I was protected in some way. And so if there really wasn't any danger, ultimately, why did I feel so much fear? I have to admit, though, I did not immediately get an answer to that. But I knew that there was something in the firewalk itself that made something available. And so about a year and a half later, I found another firewalk instructor. They had a different procedure, a different process. And so I set myself up to walk with them. And it was a much more profound experience. And the aspect that I think made it so profound for me is that on this second walk, I actually had the agency, the personal decision on when to walk. No one told me when to walk. No one told me I was ready. And so I had to assess for myself, standing in front of this bed of burning hot coals. And this second walk was a lot hotter. The fire was a lot hotter than that first one. And so I actually think I had more to fear. But there I was standing in front of the coals, and I found myself observing my thoughts. As I focused on the coals, as I focused on the potential for burning, I felt fear. But when I focused on the other side, you know, the, where I was going to end up, That was my intention. That was why I was walking. And if I aligned myself with the person that was capable of walking across the coals, suddenly the fear disappeared. 
And I confidently walked to the other side. I, I can remember distinctly as I walked across the coals, each time I placed my foot down, I was buried by coals. And I'd pull my foot up and coals would fling in front of me. So it wasn't as if I was just walking on top of the coals. I was walking in the coals. And as I got to the other side, I really celebrated. I gave a yell and, and really embodied the experience. And so in reflecting on that experience, it was really fascinating to me that as I focused on the obstacle, I felt fear. But the moment I focused on the intention of walking to the other side, it dissipated. So it wasn't necessarily the circumstance that I was about to step into. It was how I was focusing my mind. What was I paying attention to? Still curious about the firewalk, over the next 12, 13 years, I walked with another half a dozen instructors. I wanted different people each time because I wanted to have a different experience each and every walk. Well, in 2004, when I left FedEx, I decided I wanted to be certified as a firewalk instructor. I actually wanted to be able to build fires in my backyard and walk at my convenience. I'm kind of weird like that. And I still remember that first solo firewalk almost 20 years ago and how poignant it was. The experience was very rich, sensory rich. As I built the fire and burnt the fire and burned the wood down into the coals, it was a ceremony for me where I could actually commune and connect with the fire energetically. It was this night that I realized that fear, when present, is a call to pay attention. It's your other-than-conscious mind informing your conscious mind, informing all parts of you. You're about to do something unique and novel. It's new. We're not quite sure what's going to happen. It was also this night that I realized the true lesson in the firewalk. You see, once you walk across hot coals, once you see someone else walk across hot coals, you know it can be done. So it's not a matter of seeing the impossible or participating in the impossible. You know on some level you can do it. So what's the real lesson there? It's standing in front of the coals and recognizing what's going on inside and when can you arrive at a knowing that you are ready to take the first step? You see, that first step is the biggest one. I knew that other than consciously after that second firewalk, but I did not yet have until that night a conscious appreciation of the power of that moment, the power of the decision to take the step. And so as we continue to talk about fear, what's really present and what I want you to be aware of is that when you're feeling fear, you're focusing on bad things happening. You're focusing on the worst case scenario, which many times never happens. And so as we focus on our desired outcome, when we focus on the intention of fulfilling on our intention of enjoying the fruits of our labor, of getting to the other side and celebrating then the fear dissipates. It's all about where we're placing our attention. Now, something that I need to point out here is that when you feel fear, you want to make sure that you don't identify it as your intuition because your intuition is rarely communicating in fear. It's your unconscious mind that's recognizing potential danger and alerting your conscious mind. So if your intuition does not communicate in fear, if there's something that you shouldn't be doing how does it communicate? Well, it's usually disinterest. Your intuition kind of comes across matter-of-factly, like, nope, not for you. 
or just a plain no. There's no screaming. There's no sirens. It's just matter of fact. Nope. And so that's when you can know that it's your intuitive guidance. If it's fear coming up, it may just be a matter of what you're focusing on. You're probably looking at the worst case scenario. I can remember when I bought my first car and I had fear whether or not I could make the payments, fear whether or not it would be the car that I wanted. Would I change my mind? Would I be happy with it? And, you know, as I thought about it, it says, well, if I'm not happy with it, I could always sell it. And I'm continuing to make money. I mean, I get a paycheck week after week after week. So as long as I keep my job, I'll be fine. And if I lose my job, I can just get another job. And so I just kind of worked it out in my head that I could make it work. And as I thought about making it work, the fear went away, even though at the time it was one of the biggest investments of my life. But I also really enjoyed that car, that supercharged Pontiac. I also remember feeling fear the first time I got up in front of a crowd of people to speak. And each time the crowd got bigger, I felt a certain amount of fear until I realized that it didn't matter how many people were in the audience. My job was to talk to different individuals. It's difficult to talk to a crowd. And so as I would meet the eyes of the different people in the audience, I was actually talking to one-on-one people. The first time I was on a podcast back in 2011, I was a podcast guest. I felt nervous. I I didn't speak. Hopefully it's not on the air anymore. <laughs> and I've gotten better as I go with this podcast You see, every time you step outside of your comfort zone, every time you step outside of the realm of the known into the unknown, you're going to feel a certain amount of fear, a certain amount of trepidation. It just goes with the territory. I now have reframed that, that I'm stepping into a new adventure. I'm pushing the boundaries of my comfort zone. And each time we up-level our life, each time we step into a new arena, we're going to be a little uncomfortable. And I've learned to feel comfortable feeling a little uncomfortable, knowing that that is the spice of life. I say it's the spice of life because if you think about it, not knowing exactly how things are going to turn out actually creates more excitement, more adventure. Let's say that you were a psychic in a way that you would know what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen the next day, what other people are thinking whether or not this relationship was going to work out or not, what was going to be the outcome of that job, who was going to win the Super Bowl. You knew it all. How long would it be before life would become very boring? I'm guessing it would be a novel experience for a week, two weeks, maybe a month, but it wouldn't take long until you would become very bored, very nonchalant about the whole deal. It wouldn't be that much fun anymore. So in not knowing, not necessarily knowing exactly how things were going to pan out, that is the adventure. That is the excitement. And so when you can frame it that way, when you can feel the fear and do it anyways, knowing that you're about to embark on an adventure, that becomes a working relationship with fear. When you hear the call to pay attention, you pay attention consciously. You assess the potential threat. Is it really that dangerous? Is it just a perception? What do I need to focus on in order to alleviate the fear and turn it into excitement? You see, fear and excitement biochemically is the same chemistry in the body, except fear is without breath. 
as you breathe into fear, it becomes excitement. I've actually developed a philosophy around this whole process. I call it the art of living dangerously. You see, your brain is going to interpret different things out in your environment as potentially dangerous. And when I say the art of living dangerously, I'm not talking about playing in traffic or doing stupid things. You still have to, I mean, there's a certain purpose to having fear. It's to keep you alive. But there's an art to it. Again, I'm going to refer to the comfort zone. See that when you push the boundaries of your comfort zone, on the other side of the edge of your comfort zone is the unknown. You're not sure what's there. There's always going to be a certain amount of fear. But when you recognize that fear or that unknown as potential adventure, and your job in the art of living dangerously is to push the boundaries of your comfort zone, not necessarily to cross way over, way outside of your comfort zone, but to continually go to the edge and step just outside of your comfort zone. You're building a muscle. You're learning and teaching yourself to feel comfortable feeling a little uncomfortable and knowing that as the spice of life. That's where the adventure is. That's where the excitement is. That's where you grow because you do not grow when you live inside your comfort zone. In fact, your mind, your body, your excitement, everything shrinks when you stay within the comfort zone. And so when you're choosing growth over the known, when you're choosing adventure over the known, there's a certain amount of fear, but just it's excitement. It's excitement. You're about to do something new and novel. You're about to grow. You're about to expand. That is the joy of life. So I really want to hear how this lands for you. I really want to know what you put into practice from this. How can you shift things? What, where have you been holding yourself back and you can now move forward on because you reorient your mind towards the desired outcome. What is the intention? What is the long-term benefit of getting through the little bit of uncomfortableness that's here on the front end? And how will you let me know? Well, you can go to yesdaniel.com and send me a message. Tell me what worked for you. Tell me if there's any sticking points. I want to know. And so until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life, from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the art of living dangerously, which is the epic adventure. Mm-hmm.